0: and all right what's going on how are we doing? Big win today for the Giants. Big win. First place. What's going on? Episode 54 of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey. As always, of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Coming to you live on a Sunday evening. Uh, as I just said, big win for the Giants today against the Bengals, 19-17. to Got a little scary at the end, but they ultimately got the job done and are now in first place in the NFC East at four and seven, which is crazy. Did not think this is something that I would be talking about uh, this season, especially considering they went zero and five and one and seven. And but nonetheless, the Giants are in first place ahead of their Week Thirteen matchup with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, gonna start off, gonna obviously the usual immediate reaction to the game. Type episode, but I'm going to start off by just addressing this injury to Daniel Jones. Now, as we saw, Daniel Jones suffered a hamstring setback on a scramble in the third quarter, exited the game for a few plays, tried to make it work by coming back in, just couldn't do it. The pain was seemingly too much for him, uh, so he was out for the rest of the game thereafter. Uh, Colt McCoy, veteran backup, thus came in to close out the game. It was uh, clear. The Giants were going to heavily rely on Wayne Gallman and that run game and the offensive line to basically take all the pressure off McCoy because McCoy is just not a good quarterback. That's why he's a backup. Uh, So, uh, yeah, Colt McCoy came in to close out the game. We still don't know what the extent of Daniel Jones' injury is going to be. He'll get an MRI on Monday. Joe Judge said he's optimistic, quote-unquote optimistic that about his chances about Jones's chances to play next week at Seattle but then a report just came out before from Jordan Ronan on ESPN the initial belief is that the injury is quote unquote pretty bad and he could miss some time which would be Terrible for the Giants, especially down the stretch. All of these games are huge games. When you're in a playoff race, when you're in a division, when you're in the race to win your division, every game is bigger than the last. I've said that before. This game was bigger than the Eagles game in Week 10. So it's uh, that, that's, that's a tough situation for the Giants, but we'll ultimately see this week what the extent of Jones' injury is. Going to be talking about the positives before I get to the negatives because there are a lot more uh, positive takeaways from this game than there were negative takeaways, thank God. Uh, Giants ran the ball great, and it wasn't just the offensive line that was the reason for that. It was Wayne Gallman as well. Wayne Gallman has proven that he's great after initial contact. He's strong enough to push through the line, but he also employs good enough vision to find the open holes. Okay, he proved that on Sunday. He's proven that before. He proved it even further on Sunday. Wayne Goldman's a good running back. Okay, he's a good guy to have in your roster. Doesn't it doesn't matter if he can't, you know, get the carry every single time, or right? he can't be? He's on an every down back. I mean, he's he's a good running back to have. There's no question about it. He played great today. 94 yards. That's a career high for him. 24 carries with a touchdown. His sixth touchdown. Uh, on the ground in the last five games, so he had a great day. There's no doubt about it. He did what the Giants needed him to do, and he got the job done. So can uh, can't knock him for that. And the offensive line continued to develop. Okay, they're continuing. That unit is continuing to progress, and continuing is continuing to improve. Uh, and uh, there were some mistakes within the offensive line, which we'll get to soon. But I don't think the switch at offensive line coach from Mark Colombo today to De De Guglielmo. Uh, Exactly hindered the process of that unit. I I was sort of concerned that it might, uh, cons- you know offensive line continuity is a big aspect. It's a crucial aspect. So I thought if there's a coaching switch mid season, that would sort of harm or at least hinder that development. But it didn't didn't look like it did. So good job by the offensive line. Uh, who else played great? With the Evan Engram, with the exception of the fumble early in the game, which was bad. Uh, I thought Evan Engram played great. Had a great catch down the sideline on a deep ball from Jones. I think he had two of those, actually, if I can remember correctly. Uh, But, yeah, Engram, six receptions for 129 yards. Thought Jason Garrett used him well. I thought Daniel Jones had a couple of good throws to him. And uh, speaking of which, prior to this injury, I thought Jones played great. Had a number of good balls, as as I just said, a couple good balls down the sideline to Engram. Didn't turn the ball over for the third straight game after he turned the ball over at least once in the first eight games of the year. He finished with 16 of 27 passing, 213 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. I thought I thought Jones played uh, great prior to the injury. Uh, if there's one thing I could criticize with Jones, and I, I guess I'll sneak this uh, – I guess this is a negative takeaway that I'll just sneak in here – And this isn't just Jones, this is also Jason Garrett. I don't love how they have a number of guys they can go to on third downs, and they seemingly choose Deion Lewis more often than not. That's not the guy I'd go to on third down when you have, you know, players like Shepard and Engram and Slayton, who was quiet today. And, um, who else? Wayne Gallman, as I just mentioned, or if it's short yardage, Alfred Morris. I just don't think Deion Lewis is the guy that you should be going to uh, on third down. But, I guess that's something they'll have to fix moving forward. And I ultimately thought the passing game was fine, with the exception of Colt McCoy coming in. I thought the passing game was fine, at least with Jones in the game. Uh, Graham Gano, another perfect day, four for four field goals. He's been fantastic all year, and was still good today, even after testing positive for COVID-19 almost two weeks ago. Uh, he's been, he's done everything the Giants have asked him to do. Twenty-five of twenty-six on field goal attempts this year. Thus far, 17 for 17 and extra points. Giants have locked him in for the next three years, signed him to that three-year contract extension, basically right after the Eagles game a couple weeks ago. And he's been nearly perfect this year, and he was perfect today. So he's been, uh, he's been awesome for the Giants in 2020. And the defense was great. I mean, only 17 points, and seven of those points were from the kickoff return um, early in the game. I, I think the first kickoff of the game. First kickoff for the Giants of the game when they let up that 103-yard return. Uh, so defense was great. Logan Ryan, Jabril Peppers, great safety tandem. I thought they played fantastic. Didn't see much from rookie Xavier McKinney in his first game, but that's fine. He needs to get up to speed, especially after the injury. Giants probably didn't want to give him too much, throw too much at him. Uh, but Logan Ryan and and Jabril Peppers played awesome. I believe Logan Ryan had five total tackles. Peppers had six. Ryan had the forced fumble and and the fumble recovery in the third quarter, uh, that proved to be a big stop. Giants need to extend his contract. I think that's become evident. I think that's become obvious. He's only on a one-year deal, $7.5 million, that he signed right before the start of the regular season. I believe August 31st was the day, if I can remember correctly. And uh, they got to extend Logan Ryan. He's a difference maker on that defense. I wrote about him this past week. He's like the defensive quarterback. Him and Peppers are both... Like defensive quarterbacks, okay. That's a good situation to have if your two safeties are both those types of players. They can, they're very versatile, athletic. Um, you know, I think Logan Ryan's good and is can succeed in coverage and come up and and be physical like you sh- like he showed you on Sunday. He can rush the passer. I think Jabril Peppers is. Isn't as great in coverage. I don't love Peppers in coverage, as I've said multiple times. I like him more up near the line of scrimmage. But either way, both are very athletic safeties. They both sort of play that role of defensive quarterback, and I think that's a great situation to have as a defense in this league, especially in a you know the more modern NFL where things are becoming faster. Um, offenses are more creative. You need guys who can be versatile and play at, at multiple spots on the field, and Logan Ryan and Jabril Peppers can both do that. Uh What else? Leonard Williams had a sack in the fumble recovery. Fumble that was forced by Jabal Sheard on the late sack of Brandon Allen. That sealed the victory. Uh, Giants only allowed 11 first downs. Bengals were 3 for 10 on third downs. The Giants got off the field for the most part in those regards, which has proved to be, you know, that was an issue early on in the year. They seemed to clean that up. Bengals only gained 155 net total yards of offense. Can't, you know, can't knock the Giants for that. That's a pretty good stat if you're the Giants. Uh, Nico Lalos, undrafted rookie defensive end. Shout-out to Nico Lalos Had the interception. He was elevated from the practice squad for this game, so shout-out to him. Uh, big play there and a deflection from Darnay Holmes in the third quarter. And the Giants w- also won the t- the um, time of possession battle. That was another issue the Giants had earlier in the year. They needed, they were not winning any of the time of possession battles, and today they won it by a landslide. Giants had the ball for 37 and a half minutes. Bengals had the ball for 22 and a half minutes. That's huge. Need to keep... You need to get your defense off the field. You need to have the ball in your in your possession for the majority of the time, and the Giants won that battle, as I said, in a landslide. So all in all, a lot of good takeaways from this win. But there were some bad takeaways, some negative takeaways that I'll get into right now. Cam Fleming, starting right tackle, had the holding penalty on the third down conversion late in the game. That would have sealed the victory for the Giants. Uh, Giants converted a third and four Jason Garrett schemed up a great play. Colt McCoy um, threw to Wayne Gallman on the arrow route to the right side. Gallman got the first down. Giants would have just run out the clock after that. Uh, Stayed in bounds to keep the clock running. Bengals didn't have any timeouts. But the the holding penalty on Fleming backed it up to 3rd and 14. Giants ended up having to punt. I mean, obviously they won the game after that. But that was a mistake by Fleming. And also, Fleming had the false start penalty early in the game. It was like... I don't know what was going through his head. Like he was, he was in his stance, ready for the ball to be snapped, and then it looked like the Bengals may have moved, but no whistle was blown. And then a couple seconds later, Fleming just like stands up and points, and so then they threw the flag for false start. Like if they're, if they didn't, if they moved, and they didn't blow the whistle, they're not gonna blow the whistle. So, why are you getting up and then pointing at him? Then you move. Then it's a false start. And it was. Back the Giants up five yards. So, a couple bad mistakes by Fleming in this game. I think maybe we'll see if the Giants uh, decide to start rookie tackle Matt Parrott when he's activated off the reserve COVID-19 list. He did not play today because he was on that list. He tested positive last week. So, we'll see if the Giants ultimately decide to start Parrott over Fleming. Uh, but, you know, just not, not great Uh a couple bad mistakes from Plumbing in this game. Uh that proved that could have proved to be uh crucial, especially the late game mistake. What else was bad? As I said before, Colt McCoy, not a great quarterback, but that's why he's a backup. Hopefully Jones misses no time down the stretch, or the Giants may need to sign someone so they don't have to play Colt McCoy. Uh maybe maybe Eli. Kidding. Um third down efficiency on offense wasn't great. Giants only went nine for twenty-one in those regards. Uh, to be honest I think the reason for that is I think the reason for the third down efficiency woes were that the second the second down play calling just seems off to me. I think Jason Garrett calls great plays on first on first down, Gallman runs that get you 5 7 yards, set you up for second and 5 or second and 4 or 3. And then Garrett just makes bad decisions on second down each and every time and it screws this team over. They had pretty sure they had one it was a second I think Colt McCoy had just entered the game for Jones. It was 2nd and 5 after 5-yard five run on 1st down, good 1st down play. And then they run a screen to Gallman that gets them a 9-yard loss. It's just stuff like And it sets them up for 3rd and 14. It's stuff like that. I think the 2nd down play calling screws them over at times. Uh, unfortunately, it seems more time, more often than not. But that's something that they need to clean up. Uh, obviously, the Ingram fumble was not a positive takeaway whatsoever. That wasn't ideal. Seems a lot of turnovers involve him, so that's he's he's got to clean that up. I don't know when he will because he's he's made two. is a good player. When he's on, he's a good player. He was on today; had six catches, 129 yards. He's a good player, but he makes mistakes, and there's too many of them. So, and, and who knows when he's going to when he's going to clean those mistakes up? You know. So it's that was a tough that that was an ideal. Uh, I thought the Giants could have got to the quarterback more defensively. Only had two sacks against this weak Bengals offensive line, and Brandon Allen, who was primarily a backup, and uh, five penalties for 51 yards. You know, had the bad Leonard Williams roughing the passer that led to the T. Higgins touchdown for the Bengals in the fourth quarter. I believe those were the last points scored in the game. So, it, you gotta clean, you gotta fix the penalty issue that proved to be a uh, negative takeaway. For Sunday's win. So, it uh, wasn't perfect for the Giants. Giants weren't perfect. But when is a team ever perfect, really, in this league? You know, a win is a win. Okay? And the Giants are now in first place in the NFC East. Again, I cannot believe I am saying this, you know, at this point in the at all this year. November 29th, we're talking. You know, I, I can't believe I'm saying the Giants are in first place right now. Especially at 4-7. and seven. It's just been, it's a weird... Weird season, especially for the... It's a weird season for everybody with, you know, all the COVID stuff and games getting rescheduled, and it looks like the... um, Who's playing? Ravens, Steelers, that's supposed to be Tuesday night, is going to get canceled or at least rescheduled again. It's just... It's a weird year, but especially for the NFC East. Uh, but regardless, a win is a win. Giants are in first place in the NFC East ahead of their upcoming matchup with the Seahawks, who are obviously one of the top teams... In the NFC. Uh, And so we'll be back later in the week, obviously, as we always do. We'll be back later in the week to preview that game. Uh, Should be a tough matchup for the Giants. Seahawks are probably the best team the Giants have faced all year. Um, So that's a a, a lot, as well as the Steelers. I I should say. (laughs) Steelers are probably the best team the Giants have faced all year. But the Giants did get them, you know, in week one without any preseason or, you know, without the normal off-season in-person rookie camp or OTAs or mini camp So the Seahawks may be the best team the Giants have faced all year. So it'll be a tough game, uh, especially if Jones isn't good to go. So let's hope Jones is good to go for this game because every game is more important than the last when you're fighting for a division title, especially a division that is as close as the NFC East is now. I believe Washington is 4-7 and seven as well. Uh, Cowboys and Eagles are right behind them. So it's, uh, yeah, it's... Let's hope Jones is good for this game. But until we meet later in the week to discuss that very matchup, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode fifty-four of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, I am Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey E S N Y. That's at Ryan Honey E S N Y. Listen to and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Okay, wherever. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And all right, I'm out of here.